sweetheart, God had me to give birth to this opportunity to get on here right now with you this way. I have given birth to this opportunity regarding the kingdom's reality. You are favored because not too many men can say that God had them to hear, to know, and to see behind the four walls of their woman's home, of her life with God, of her faith walk, her faith life, her relationships, her personality, her strengths, her weaknesses, her likes and dislikes, sense of humor, receiving and gaining more of a sense of self due to self-discovery, seeing areas that I need to improve and seeing the growth, hearing the growth. God had you to hear what happens behind the four walls. God took you behind the four walls. He don't always do that. Consider yourself favored that he did. You could have went left, you could have went right, and you probably wanted to, but the fact is, you didn't. Sweetheart, God have me on here with you. I said to God, in my bedroom, around this time, three years ago, I don't want to go on no more vacations right now, God. I don't want to do anything I normally do, God. I don't want to take no trips right now, God. I don't want to do anything that is amusing right now, God. Because I want to be amused of knowing who I am and getting things out of me because I'm not playing around with my walk, God. I don't want people to see Christ and encounter my words and encounter my personality. I do not want people to hear God's words and then hear mine come after. I don't want people to see God's ways and then hear my thoughts. I don't want people to see I'm walking with God, but I'm acting like a mere man. So I had to really settle with, you know what? I want freedom. I want to be free from the old everything. I don't want to go out this country or go to a resort or go to a beach, go traveling around amusement parks, and I still have trouble on the inside. There's no such thing as no happy place because happiness is inside. It's not a location. It's a characteristic. I don't want to go places and encounter God's characteristics outwardly and not embracing them inwardly first. I have to know what it is to be a better mother, be a better daughter, sister, friend, relative, neighbor, citizen, period, person. And God said to me, that's exactly what I have done, what you asked. 
That's why you didn't go anywhere. That's why you haven't been to no vacation spots. You haven't been on no jet skis. You haven't been to no beaches, been out this country. Because I'm doing what you asked me to do. And you asked me for wisdom. You asked me because you're tired of playing games. You asked me because you're tired of being childlike. You took off the hard bottoms and you put on your real shoes. You took off the bib. You took out the passy. You took it out of your mouth. You put the bottle down and you sat at the table and ready to eat. At my table, the food I have for you, the drink I have for you. You put down the 40 ounce and and grab a limited fold. You put away the childish ways. You said enough with having a mediocre life. Enough with playing church. Enough with playing with purpose. Enough with playing with promises. Because you have problems. Yes, you've been rejected. Yes, you've been disrespected. Yes, you've been lied on. You've been rejecting and disrespecting the things that you received. You've been doing too. And I have to get all that up out of you. Because it caused a lot of immaturity in every individual who embraced it. Are you ready for this? And I realized, sweetheart, today, I haven't been nowhere. No vacation. I haven't been to no theme parks. I have not been traveling. And I was like, by the way, God, where's my vehicle? (laughs) You didn't ask me for any of that. You told me to give you the opposite. You want to be in ministry in and out this house, traveling without even going to different countries. You're traveling in your bedroom. You're traveling other nations while you're walking the streets because you have a device that connects you to every nation. But you asked me to have you to discover you. I cannot and I will not. I could not even want to marry you, sweetheart. And I had issues inside of me. I'm not the one to question where you going, who you went. No. My thing was, no, don't leave. Please stay. Now, why am I begging you to stay? Why am I begging you not to leave when I'm knowing you coming back? So what's going on inside of me? Why do I hate when people leave me? Why am I having separation anxiety issue? Oh, because people that I love had to go. My father had to go. It wasn't easy saying a great father in prison and you have to walk away and try to understand as a kid, why are you behind glass? I can't touch you. Why I'm leaving and you're staying. You can't come with us. He had to tell us a story for us to believe as kids. He said when we were kids, why are you in this place? He said, because I was jaywalking. What's jaywalking? I was walking across the street and it said stop. And I kept walking. 
and we believed it to me and my sister went to school and we said it to some kids. You can't get locked up for that. We do that every day. Oh, why did he say that? Because he didn't want us to hear adult conversations as a kid as to what really taking place. My mom had to go to work a lot. No, don't leave. You have to go over your grandmother's house for a while. You have to go over your aunt's house. Don't go, please. Well, keep me and my siblings together. Don't separate us, please. My brother has his own father, so his father was like, I, my son coming with me. No, bring me my brother back. We must stay together. I was always like that. Don't leave. My sister will walk me to my class. Don't go, please. Stay with me in my class. My son was born, he had to go in the NICU for over three months and then the hospital for children due to therapy for another four months. Don't go. I told you I had a child here, six weeks old. I woke up, he was unresponsive due to SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome. He was six weeks old out of my womb he went home, be with the Lord. No, don't go. It's like everyone I love, even my dog, my dog was my best friend. We had to move, so we had to get rid of the dog. No, don't go. And God began to show me, Quenisha, you have anxiety issues, separation issue, issues. That's why whenever you had to leave, sweetheart, I would watch you walk towards the parking lot. And I'm like, no, don't go. Don't leave me to what? And God kept trying to tell me, and I was thinking it was funny, but it wasn't funny when he says that I'm going to be begging you to stay. And you coming back. You can't be with me 24-7. But you don't want me to cry. And you're not going to be rude and say, hold on, you too old for this. No, something's going on. God showed me me with our child. Do you know what I did? I walked around with this child on my hip everywhere. And this child enjoyed, that's all this child knew. Okay, I'm always in mommy's arms, okay? I cook with one hand. I learned how to do everything with one hand because I had the child on the other hand. And you was troubled, but not troubled. You was like concerned more than anything. Why is she walking around with this baby like this? Why don't she put this baby down? She's doing everything with this child. This child don't have to be in the bathroom while you're using the bathroom. You don't have to cook with this child in your arms. Not safe. Why are you doing everything? You're doing your hair, holding a child and doing your hair? Why won't you put this child? And you were just looking from afar like, why is she doing this? It's something more to this than I'm aware of. She didn't tell me everything. Now, I heard everything on the podcast. I heard everything that we were talking about. We, oh, she was talking about, I'm listening. But something's missing. Why is she holding this child like this? Why won't she put this child down? This child is clearly excited and playing, not crying. Why is she holding this child like this? Because I was like, no, don't go. You're going to be with me. 
You will stay with me. You're not going to leave me. And I had to let that go. God had me all this time in here getting to know who I am. Before I go anywhere else, I said I need to know who I am. I don't want to go to a resort and think that's a happy place. And then that's why we always say things like, okay, I need a vacay after a vacay. Or now the vacay over, back to reality. And it seems like the reality is worse than the vacation. So that's not a godly reality because it gets better. It's not the place that caused me to be happy. So if I think the place caused me to be happy, then something's going on with me. If I think I'm going to be happy in Jamaica because I'm going to Jamaica, then where is that going to put the happiness when I leave? So it's not inside. I'm thinking it's around. Mm. So I need to sit and settle with that thing. Why do I let people, and I'm talking about in the past, take advantage of me, talk to me like garbage? Why do I let them just take advantage, lie to me about anything, and they get what they want and know what to say to get it? And why I complain about it but still keep doing it? Why do I feel like I'm being taken advantage of but I'm still letting them do it? Ah, I let that go. Why do I still see people as what they do to me and not free them from that and see them as how I'm supposed to see them as God sees them? I have to let go of that. Who on my page want to be connected to me outside of the way it's supposed to be? Let them go. Any type of crushes that has crushes, let them go. All that stuff had to go. Not entertaining foolishness. If I know someone has an interest in me, I'm not going to entertain. I'm not even going to be around you. To let you know I have no interest. I'm not going to entertain and feed that. And wonder why a tie is trying to connect itself. Why do I feel like a victim all the time? I have to let go of that. Why am I drinking so much? Let go of that. Why do I like to be alone? Let go of that. Why am I afraid of the dark? Let go of that. Why do I think every man wants to hurt me? Let go of that. Why do I feel violent, like street hood mentality? Let go of that. You're not a gangster. Let go of that. Like many of us say, well, we don't even know what we're saying. I want a lady in the street with a freak in the bed. Let go of that. That don't make sense. I want a gospel thug. That don't make sense. Let go of that. And wonder why your man leaving church and slapping you upside the head because you asking for a gospel thug. Let go of that. God just took me into a room with a lot of married women. And you know what they were talking about? The things they do with their husbands in their bedroom violently. 
And the women were saying, I like to be choked when he making love to me. It don't make sense. Let go of that. I like him to yank my hair and pull it. Let go of that. I like to be slapped around very hard. Let go of that. One woman had a knife in her hand. I like to hold this knife when he doing this like this. Let go of that. That's demonic. That's demonic. I like him to rough me up a bit. Let go of that. Love is patient and love is kind. A fruit of the spirit is gentleness, not roughness. Let go of that. And wonder why we are arguing and fussing and fighting because I'm opening a door for rough to come in. Open a door for violence to come in. What is a thug? What is a thug? What is a hoodlum? I want a man in church but acting like a thug? A man with swag? with swag? Style? That's good. But I'd rather have a man who know who God is. That is style. That is style. See, we have to put the words on the person, not words on the things that's going to perish away. No, money don't have style. No, a person does. Money don't have love. Money don't have anything. Money can't even feel anything. A person can. So I had to really settle with all these things. I cannot be like that. Something happens when a person gets cheated on. Their confidence is being destroyed. It don't matter how you look on the outside, how much money you have or what you do. I'm a living witness. That will tear your confidence up when somebody cheat on you. If you let it. So what's, what's wrong with me? See, we start looking at ourselves. What's wrong with me? How dare you? How dare you? For ladies and us, you know, us ladies and men, how dare you? It affects many of us so much that we bring it into the new. Try to hide it. It comes out. Let that stuff out before you even walk in in the new. Because you can't really receive new without the old coming out for real for real in the first place. But many of us still receive blessings because it's not behavioral based. We many of us emerges right now with some old going on while we walking in our new. Come on, somebody. All that you hurt me, you lied to me to people, family members. You don't call even this, that, the other. So what? You this, you let it go. Let it go. My father's miracle was connected to my obedience. And many of your miracles are connected to my obedience. Same goes for me and you. I sat in this room and God reminded me today. That's why you haven't been anywhere. Because I'm doing what you asked me to do. Wise decision. Because now you know who you are. You can enjoy. You can enjoy. Many of us feel so loom and gloom when our vacation is over. 
Back to this again. See? How we felt when we went, that's our lifestyle. And if that's not our lifestyle to feel that way, then something's going on. It has to come out, guys. I can't preach Christ and I got issues that don't look right. I can't get married and have issues. Be a mother with issues. Be a daughter, a sister with issues of life inside of me. That's why many of us, we hold back. We only give, you know, a little bit of us. And some of us give majority, but not all of us. Especially when it comes to relationships and the will of God. I'm not talking about nothing outside the will. Many of us right now, preparing for merge right now, and we don't want to seem too press. I want you to think I'm pressed, so I'm going to hold back. I'm going to wait later. I'm, I'm not going to do it when you want. I'm going to do it when I'm ready because I don't want you to be thinking I'm pressed because I don't want you to take advantage of me because I still have that on the inside of me because people are taking advantage of me. I still have the advantage. People take advantage. I still have the advantage for people to take advantage of me on the inside of me. And I have to get that out of me because it's robbing me, but I'm not going to let it out of me because I don't want to admit that it's in me, so I'm just going to keep acting this way. Not let it out. That's so why many of us right now are so quick to offend ourselves. I mean, so quick to defend, excuse me, ourselves because of offense. We're so quick to, you know, say something. So quick to answer. So quick to respond. You all right? I'm all right. Great. What you mean? What, what? Giving too much for something that's not even, you know, to give all that. Because we try to cover up how we really feel inside. We don't want people to know. But don't think it's not clearly being seen. Let you and your wife go out to dinner and somebody won't pass. If those ways of the world are still there, it's going to be seen. Look over here. Why are you looking over there? And many of us who are insecure thinking that they're looking somewhere they're not. Can nobody take what belongs to you? That's yours. I don't care what it is. If it's from God, it's yours. It's not going anywhere. So why we act like it can just escape us and walk off and leave, roll out on us? Any promise from God, why do we think that it's going to leave when God is not a man that he shall lie? You understand? So that's why I haven't been anywhere. I'm like, well, I ain't been nowhere. What's going on? I ain't been nowhere. God said, because you have been. Because you have been. You've been going around on a journey inside of me. Now, you can go ahead and enjoy your journey on earth as it is in heaven. You can enjoy being in a relationship. You can enjoy collaborating with people, connecting with people. Many of us be like, I don't want to connect with people I don't know. I got to start over. I want to be around those who already know me. So I want to start over. Let that go. Y'all let these things go, y'all. Many of us cannot even leave the cleave. Because we already cleave the people instead of cleaving to God. Every time something goes on, we go to people and say they up. They don't look right in the marriage.
Hallelujah. So that's what's been going on. Sometimes we ask God for things and we just leave it there, not even knowing we're going through what we asked. I'm like, well, I ain't go nowhere because you didn't ask to go anywhere. You said, don't take you on no vacations. You're not going out the country. You're not doing this. You're not doing until you get to know who you are. And that's what you've been doing. They threw my father under the jail, which means they they sat and looked at him and said, you have life without parole. You're going to die in prison. He tried to file so many appeals, all denied. Innocence Act, denied. Everything for 34 years, denied, denied. Sir, you're not coming out. You're going to die there. So all of a sudden, oh, you come out on the 17th. This is your time. You understand? That's a change for everybody. I noticed many women in the 80s and 70s and 60s and 50s and 40s, they were in a lot of abusive marriages due to the men with alcohol issues and anger issues. Some were verbally abused. Some men think because they pay the bills, they own you, you do whatever I say do. And many women are broken because of that. And I mean broken as in peace is not broken as in humility. Same goes for men too. Or oh, there are men who have been abused. And it doesn't make any sense how a man cannot be nice and sweet to a woman and just pamper his wife without her thinking that she can take advantage of his love and disrespect him like that. Oh, no, I don't want to give you anything. I don't want to be with you. No, you're a sucker. Why? Because he loves you? What you want? To be choked? You understand? If you don't know who you are, you're not going to know how to receive what you have. I'm a living witness regarding anything. So I had to go around everything that revolves itself around me. I had to look at my papers, look at my emails, look at my social media account, look at all these things. Who connected to me? Let me detach any connection that's not beneficial, that's not wise to be connected to. Let me look at my closet. Any clothes that I didn't buy that was bought for me, trash them. Shoes, furniture, it doesn't matter. Out with the old and with the new. That is very disrespectful to be married to someone. And it's just a lovely shirt. Where'd you get that from? Oh, my ex bought it for me. What? Okay. You understand? I asked my son the other day, do you miss our old car? 
He said, Mom, to be honest, I'd rather walk. <laughs> he hated the car. You know why? Because he hated the lifestyle that was in it. That's why God said, get rid of it. A lot of things taking place in that car. Too many painful memories. Anything that's causing you and I to be away from God, that's painful. We're not created to be away from our Father. Get rid of it. And it wasn't the car itself. It has no life. It's what was going on inside the car. Get rid of it. Let it go. Everybody stood up and said, you know what? I'm so happy your father coming home. You know how to get let that go. I used to be so pissed. Every time something go wrong, you know what? You shouldn't have been trying to be nice to everybody and you end up in prison trying to be nice. Now who going to be nice with me? Father, daughter, dance. Who I'm going to dance with? Who going to walk me down the aisle? Dad. All the things that many people don't want, if you don't have, you want that. All that attention that a woman, a young lady gets from her father, where do you think you're going? I wanted all of that. You're not wearing that shirt. Okay, just to know, just to have that encounter. To some of them, like, you can have that. That's something. I'm sick of my father. That's all he does. But I didn't have mine like that. So that's what I wanted. Same thing go for those who have an absent mother. Like many men with an absent father. I didn't have that, you know, talk about the birds and the bees. Where were you at? I had to teach my son how to tie. I think, let me tell you something. My son was taught by Holy Spirit how to tie his tie. His dad, they do whatever they do over there. I don't ask. That's that's about over here in my house. I don't know how to tie no tie. So I put him clips. <laughs> oh, God. But there's nothing like know how to tie a real tie. So I had to Google it, of course. And some gentleman was very nice to help us. <laughs> but my son knew how to do it by himself without me even doing what I was doing. And I was like, to every man who learned how to tie a tie, I'm going to clap for you because, oh, a bow tie? Oh, God. <laughs> God. I don't know how you guys do that. Like many men say to you women who put that weave in your hair, I'm going to clap for you. How do you put that stuff in there? You understand? The lashes, the makeup. You guys look amazing, but I don't even know how you do it. But you won't find out until you live with somebody. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's how it does. Oh, that's what. Oh, God, I thought it was Velcro. Oh, God. Jesus. God, my God. Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank God for all the things that he has, you know, provided here for us just to enhance what we already have. Just putting an extra on our ordinary. You understand? Nothing wrong with that at all. Sometimes we use excuses instead of just coming out saying, you know what? I need help with this. For an example, somebody who's really overweight 
will always say, I like to be big for those who say that. Oh, I like to be big. Yeah, nothing wrong with being big. Yeah, big is a new thing. Big, big, big. But yet they get the money and then there goes the light bulb. Oh, yeah, look at me. I'm small now. You always wanted to be small, but you just didn't know how to come out and say it. You want to paint this picture for people so they won't try to come to you with their problems regarding how you look. Because you already saw that's a problem. Even when it comes to our skin tone, for those who are light want tans. For those who are dark, want, some of them want the bleach. It's good to be this, good to be that, and yet we're doing other things. My texture is this, my texture is that, but yeah, we get perms. I'm just saying. I love my beautiful brown eyes, big old contacts. Not saying you don't love them, but I'm just saying. Some, some of us go above and beyond and say, that's all I'm going to do. Oh, I ain't going to do that. I, oh, I love this color. My brown, beautiful brown eyes. Go all do all that for what? No one asking any of that. Because we're trying to defend ourselves because we really don't really love ourselves. Because we have not discovered ourselves. Hallelujah. We know how we feel within ourselves. We know how we feel within ourselves. God just reminded me, I'm talking to both audience at the same time. It's all good. Okay. Sweetheart, it started out with you. My God. But hey. Come on. God said, you got it. You picked it up. Can't be like that. I don't want to be in a car with my mother and I got things on the inside of me due to my childhood or any type of upbringing and I don't want to come to her about it, but I'm feeling some type of way about her. No, I got to let it out. Anybody. And you know how I let it out? By going to God and making the change. Not going to you saying you need to change. No, I'm going to God making a change. I'm going to be a better daughter, a better mother, a better sister, even better than I was before. A better neighbor. A better friend. One thing I love out of many of myself is that I'm trustworthy. I always have always, I mean, always put myself in your shoes and I always see myself there. And I knew I wouldn't want that done to me. So that's how I be mindful what I do to you. I'm not going to tell what you said to me because I want you to tell, you know, expose me. I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to gossip about you because I don't want you to do that to me. You know how many times we walked in the room and we knew he was being talked about and we felt like that, but we ain't say nothing, but we felt the type of way about somebody or people. Like, I just, witness y'all talking about me and we brushed it off but we still felt like you know that was rude let that go and many of us think of people talking about us and no one saying nothing let that go many of us trying to cleave the other people so much we go and tell people everything we have to be found trustworthy. I cannot marry a man and I tell everything that he tells me. 
He's not going to find me trustworthy. He's not going to want to talk to me. And what is that? To be murdered someone who can't confide in me? I will never be insecure, man of God. Because that's not in me. I let that go. I love who I am. I love what I do. I love what I like. And I do make mistakes, but not the ones that we know not to make. I am clean. I'm not cluttery. But I do be everything sometimes on the floor. <laughs> like my shoes, they need to be in the closet. I don't have clothes on the floor. I don't have things around like that. No, I don't. I used to be cluttery. I used to be filthy. And I'm not anymore. And I'm in years, years of not anymore. Because God said to me, every time somebody want to come to your place, you, you know, got to go through all of it from the come inside. And what you do unto things you do unto me. That's how you show your appreciation. I've given you this place. Do it. Honor me with it. Take better care of what I've given you. Honor what I do for you. And I've been like on top of it ever since. I don't just ball things up and throw them in the closet. No. I thank God for the things that I worked on that I know I needed to for me, not because I'm coming alongside with you. I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. I didn't ask God for you. I thank God that I know it's you. He told me about you. Once I said yes to your plan, and I mean your as in God's plan, your plan, God. His plan, sweetheart. Becoming a better mother. There's no pretending with me and my son relationship. I'm becoming better and better each day. Last week was very trying for me. Cause it seemed like he kept costing me, you know, money. Everything kept being, you know, broken. You know, cell phone, the battery swelled up because he had it charged so long. And it was like, you are very blessed because this could have exploded in your face. You could have been burnt. Or he could have burnt the house down. Had a battery on charge for like a whole week. <laughs> and it ran that hot, the battery swelled up. I had to buy a whole new phone. And about a lot of things, like it just kept doing things. And I was like, you know what? And I was getting very agitated and frustrated with my kid. And I realized the devil is trying to destroy our relationship. He's trying to have him to feel like he's always doing things wrong and messing up. He's trying to destroy his confidence. And I cannot and I will not be used to do that. 
Because many of us as parents be like, can you get this right? Why can't you just do what I ask? All you have to do is just do what I say. I'm doing everything else here. And that has kids to walk on eggshells. Like, let me make sure I'm doing everything right because she's taking care of me. She, I don't want her to be upset. I, 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 no, not up in my house. I repented. I humbled myself. And I said, no more of that. You are a great kid. You don't mess up. You're not messing up. It's an accident. And look how many I make. Look how many mistakes I make. Devil, you a liar. Ain't nobody even paying for the phone. God, you already got it. There goes a new phone. There goes new opportunities for different things that was taking place. So now I can enjoy being here because I know who I am and I enjoy knowing that. I don't want to go to Costa Rica with depression. I don't want to go to your hometown with insecurity. I don't want to be married to you, sweetheart. And I'm like, who you going with? Where? Oh, no, you're not. That's not happening. I'm not with you for sex. No. I shouldn't have said that word so loud. My son's in the room. Jesus. For intimacy. Jesus. Physically. <laughs> no. The devil was trying to destroy my process with that thought. In the beginning of this process, it was very lustful. And I never act like that. And I try to dress it up. And God let me continue to come out with that. You know why? Because he knew that wasn't it for me. He knew this day would happen where I would say something about that day. Before I even got here. And God said, leave it there because people are being blessed by it. Because it happens all the time. Like right now, for instance, everywhere in the world. You're not the only woman who wanted her man. And I mean wanted, and he wanted her. You got to control yourself, control your thoughts. People want people that's not even theirs. I want to sleep with you and you're not even mine. Come on, somebody. That's all around the world. On TV, cartoons, kids shows. I would not be overprotective without kids. I would not walk around with a kid on my hip everywhere. You understand? Let that go. I had only one male friend in my whole life. Because God has always been, you know, my male friends actually are supernatural. Daniel, Joseph, and I always see them and fellowship with them as I read about them. Every time I was with Joseph, he had on the coat with the colors. Every time I'm with Daniel, he in there with the lines. <laughs> yeah. I saw them, you know, it came to life to me. That's my reality, the kingdom. Always seeing Ruth with Naomi in my bedroom. 